Yeah, she lost her identity. Yes, that's exactly right. When you attach your identity to something that's out of your control, it's something that you do, it's your job, it's a title. When you lose that, you have a big crisis. This is the Legacy Minded Leadership Podcast, and we're your hosts, James and Maria Collins. We are on a mission to help you answer the divine call in your life, to experience transformation for God's glory, and to advance His kingdom. The world needs more people who are confident in their identity and are living intentionally to fulfill their life's mission. Your legacy depends on you leading yourself well and taking action towards a clear vision for your life. Romans 12.2 says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. We are here to help you renew your mind so you can stop chasing the things of this world and start living a purpose-driven life that is uniquely yours. We want you to experience abundance in all areas of your life, but it's not just about you. It's about leaving a legacy that endures far beyond your time on earth. God has entrusted you with unique gifts. You get one life to use those gifts to leave a lasting impact for generations to come. Your legacy begins now. now. Welcome to the Legacy Minded Leadership Podcast. We are your hosts, James and Maria Collins. Hi, James. Hi. We are here today to talk about the topic, knowing who you are, the power of your identity. Why are we talking about that, James? Well, because identity is so important. It's something that the entire world is really struggling with right now. You look at identity politics, you look at all the identity confusion that's in the world right now, and the enemy's really coming against people's identity. It's part of how he steals, kills, and destroys people's purpose is by stealing, killing, and destroying their identity. So we're here to help people understand what identity is, where to gain your identity from, and how to walk confidently in who you are. Let's start with the what. What's your identity? Where does that come from? Yeah, I mean, your identity is who you believe yourself to be. And who you believe yourself to be will determine what you can achieve in this life. Our pastor, Pastor Keith Kraft, says it this way. He says, he says, you will never rise above the way that you see yourself. And that's really true. Your own identity and, and the way that you see yourself, especially the way that you see what you're capable of or the way you think about what you're capable of, will determine the kind of impact that your life has. Yeah. So what you're saying is that the way you see yourself could be a cap that you can put on yourself. Absolutely. And it will stop you from growing or from moving or from receiving the blessings that God has for you. Yes, exactly. Yeah, and the problem is most people look within themselves or they look to the world for validation or definition of their own identity. And we know as as Christians that our identity comes from God, right? We're all gifted an identity from Him as children of God. We are created in His image, and through following Christ, we gain inheritance as children of God through Christ. Yeah, in the, in the Word of God, the Bible says that we were created uniquely, right? Wonderfully and uniquely made in a way that our impact is ours. Nobody else can do what we are here to do. That's right. 
That's good. That's really good. So as you said, the world is struggling with identity right now, right? We both have experienced some conflicts with our own identity in our lives. And I'm sure everybody at some point in life goes through that question, like, who am I? Why am I here for, right? So let's talk about what are kind of conflicts, what, what kind of struggles people are being experienced when they are having that questioning about their identity. Yeah, again, I think a lot of people look at look to the world or, or try to look within themselves to define who they are. And that's really misleading. One of the things that we hear a lot in today's society is be true to yourself. Well, what does that even mean? Like most people struggle with that because they don't understand like, what is my true self? What is my true nature? And trying to look for who you are and the experiences that you've had or trying to, a lot of people look at things like titles in their life, whether it be a job title or a life title. I'm a mom, I'm a dad, I'm a sister, I'm a brother, I'm a leader, I'm a coach, I'm whatever. They look for these things as part of their, of how they identify themselves, uh, how they define themselves. How would they go about look, looking to what? Because what you said, it's very common, right? Find within you your truth, which God is in you, right? The Holy Spirit is in you. But what are you looking inside of you? It's what's going to matter, right? It's what's going to impact how you see yourself, the story that you tell yourself of who you are. And your life story also, right? Your experiences, your traumas, how you grew up, right? The things that the environment that you grew up, all of that impacts on the story that you tell yourself of who you are. Absolutely. And that's where most people are gaining their identity from. It's from those past traumas. It's from the past successes or failures in life that they use to define themselves. And where we want to help people today is in realizing that you get an opportunity to redefine who you are. You get an opportunity to choose who you're going to be every day. And so you don't have to be confined to who you've been in the past. You don't have to be confined to what's happened to you in the past to define who you are. For me, for example, I want it to be we wanted to have a life based on biblical principles, right? So I can't wake up every day and choose to be something. I can't choose to be a tree today. I can't choose to be a chair tomorrow. That That's not how it works. And that's what it's kind of going wrong right now. People just based on their feelings and mm -hmm. today I'm going to do this and I'm going to be that person. I like to go to the word and understand who God says I am. And based on that principle... That's who I'm going to choose to be, right? No matter what happens, what the Bible says, the love is the, is the important commitment. So I will love and how I'm going to show up and show love into others. Because like you said, as Christians, we have the identity as God's creation, God's sons and daughters. But that also comes with the responsibility of who you're going to show up as. And that's your identity. Because the way you act by saying, I'm a Christian that's going to impact other people's and how they see Christ in the church and everything that's it's part of it. Yeah, I think knowing who you are starts with knowing who God says you are. Mm -hmm. 
That's a really important concept for folks to understand. And most of people who are going to be listening to this podcast are likely Christians. And if you're not, we invite you to stick around, listen to more of what we have to say, and uh, hopefully we can introduce you to Christ and introduce you to the amazing life that God has planned for you. But understanding from a Christian worldview, you have to understand what God says about you. And I think that's where a an, growing an intimate relationship with God is so important to living a purposeful life. Because without that, you're relying on people and the world to tell you who you are. And that is a recipe for disaster. Mm -hmm. And you can see it all around us today. The world is telling people, you can be this, you can be that, that's different than what God created them to be. And people are choosing that openly. And then they're attaching their entire identity to that to the point where now it's morphed into this thing where they're trying to force other people to identify them a certain way that is completely against nature, completely against how God has intended and created things to be. And it's no surprise that this is happening because that's how the enemy works. The enemy wants to plant seeds of doubt in people's minds about who they are. Because if he can keep them distracted with all of these things in the world and um, sexual orientation and gender identity and, you know, all this stuff that to distract people from who they are and what their purpose on earth is, then he can, you know, he can succeed in his plans um, by doing that. So what we have to do is, again, connect to what God says about us, which can only happen two ways. You've got to read the word. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You've got to understand that what what God's word says about you. And number two, you've got to grow in a personal, intimate relationship with him, which comes through prayer and meditation mostly on his word. So I know you have a a good experience, a good life story to share. So share with us, when did you experience questioning your identity and what were the triggers for that? Yeah, when I first started thinking about my own identity, because this isn't something that well, until maybe recently when it's become such a public thing to identify certain ways, we never really used to think about, oh, what is my identity? At least I did it. It came through a coaching experience that I had a couple of years ago. So I was at a point where uh, I think we've mentioned before, I've been in corporate America for 20 plus years and I've been leading in corporate America for the majority of that time. And A few years ago, I started to become discouraged in the work that I was doing. Um, I felt like I was being called to do something different, but I was struggling to find joy and fulfillment in working in corporate America any longer. So I I was still showing up every day. My heart just wasn't in it anymore. So I really started to question what I was doing and why I was doing it. And after reflecting on this, and I had a coach at the time who really helped me see the root of my dissatisfaction or discouragement, and it wasn't in the work. It was in my identity. The problem that I had was I had attached my identity to the work that I was doing. So what he helped me do is redefine who I am. And I realized that who I am is largely impacted by the gifts and strengths that God has given me. 
I'm a strategic thinker. I'm a people developer. So understanding that my identity is not as a vice president of operations, my identity is as a thought leader and as a strategist and as a people developer. And once I understood my identity are tied to these things, not to a title, I can carry those things into any room I go into, any, into any role that God calls me to. And that could be in corporate America. That could be as a personal coach for others. It could be in the ministries that we're, that we're doing together. And that really kind of opened my eyes and helped me find fulfillment and find joy in the work that I was doing again, because I immediately, once I understood that this is my identity, this is who I'm going to carry into every room I walk into. Once again, I was able to find purpose in all the work that I was doing, whether that was work I was getting paid for or work that was where my heart was at with ministry and coaching. I love that because what I heard you saying is when you know your identity, it doesn't matter where you are, you're going to show up 100%. And you're going to find fulfillment. You're going to find happiness. You're going to find joy because you are being your true self, right? You're being who God created you to be. So then no matter what, it will be yourself, your true self. Absolutely. I love that. That's the power of knowing your identity mm-hmm. is you know that you're going to be you and you're going to carry you wherever you go. And a lot of confidence comes with that as well. Absolutely. But that's where that's where you start to really find joy and fulfillment is knowing this is who I am. This is the value that I'm adding everywhere I go. And so now I'm just looking for opportunities. What rooms are God, is God putting me in? What people are, is he aligning me with? And where is he calling me to serve? And I get to bring the best of who I am to every one of those worlds, have the kind of impact that I know that my life can have by being intentional and and being engaged everywhere he puts me. That's really good. My story is from my life when a big time when I struggled with my identity was after having our first baby. There was a transitioning phase into our lives. And as women and as becoming mom, it's very easy for us to lose our identity because you're so into taking care of that little person, that little human that depends on you so much. And you start spending so much time doing that, such a big focus in doing that and how much time it takes for you to do that as a wife, as a mom. If you have more than one kid, it's, you know, even more that I remember for me was, it was hard. And I've, I felt like I had lost myself and I had to re- reinvent myself or refine myself, reinvented myself. Like, who am I wanting to be now, now that I have this new human that depends on me? And who do you want to show up for her? That changed a lot and made me rethink and spend time in looking into myself and what God wants for me. What, what is life is about, right? The big question, what am I here for? What am I doing and what am I going to do from now on? And as growing up, I had seen my mom. She spent, she gave her life to take care of us, me and my three kids, my three sisters. I saw her struggling when we all left her house because she had her identity attached to us. Her identity was she was a mom. And then we all grew up and went to live our own lives. And she struck, it was really hard for her. 
Yeah, she lost her identity. Yes, that's exactly right. When you attach your identity to something that's out of your control, it's something that you do. It's your job. It's a title. When you lose that, you have a big crisis, or you won't want let that go because yeah. you're so attached to that thing, and then that holds you back from growing, from becoming more, from stepping into what God has for you next. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. So I want to just tie back to some biblical principles of identity, because again, here on the Legacy Minded Leadership Podcast, we always want to try to use the Word of God to help help us teach, uh, to help us direct where we go. You know, God understands the value of our identity. He also understands how difficult it can be for us to see ourselves the way that He sees us, but that really is the key to knowing your identity and being confident in who you are is it starts with seeing yourself through God's eyes. One of the best examples of that for me is where God renames several very prominent figures in the Bible, and he does this on purpose. It's, it's true today, but it was even more true, you know, ancient Hebrew, Hebrew culture where Every name came with a meaning. Every name was a way to define someone's lineage or to define somebody's life. Starting with Abraham, who was originally named Abram, which means exalted father, God renames him to Abraham, which means father of a multitude. He also renamed Abraham's wife, who was originally named Sarai, was renamed Sarah. Both of those names seem to mean princess, but God defines Sarah as she's going to be a mother of many nations. Not just that, but he promises that kings are going to come from Abraham and Sarah's lineage. Prior to him renaming them, they had already tried to fulfill God's promise for their lives in their own way. Through Hagar, Abraham already had a son named Ishmael because they had tried that they, they thought there's no way, right? They're trying to put limits on, on what God can do. There's no way that God can do what he's promised us to do because we're too old, right? I'm 99. Sarah's 90. We're way past child, <laughs> childbearing years. You know, they, they tried to make it happen their own way. It was after that, that God comes to Abraham and says, look, I'm making a covenant with you. And this is what I'm going to do through you. You're going to be the father of many nations. Kings are going to come from your bloodline. And Sarah's too. I'm going to put a baby in her womb. You're going to name him Isaac. So not only did he change Abraham and Sarah's names, but he also names their child Isaac for them. This all has purpose. This all has a direct link to their identities. They saw themselves in a limited state under their old names. God renames them to help them see themselves the way that he sees them. They could only see what was in the natural. God renames them and says, this is the way I see you. Father of many nations, mother of many nations, father and mother of future kings is the way that God saw them. And renaming them helped them to attach their identity to the way that God saw them. Later, he gives their grandson Jacob a new name. 
Jacob, which means supplanter, gets renamed to Israel, which means wrestles with God or God prevails. This is Genesis 32, 27, where God asks Jacob, what is your name? That's a question of his identity. He's asking him, who are you? Who do you think you are? And when he says Jacob, God tells him from now on, your name is Israel because you've wrestled with God and with man and you've prevailed against both. And again, he's, he's helping Jacob see himself in a different way through the name that he gives him. And then one other example is Simon who gets renamed as Peter. Peter, the rock on which the church was eventually built. Jesus tells Peter while he's still alive, he says, you're the rock that I'm going to build the church on. And he helps Peter see himself in a completely different way than Simon, before he was renamed Peter, saw himself. Simon was a sinful, prideful man, likely would, would have never seen himself as a pillar of the new church and helping spread the, the gospel. Yet Jesus saw that in him and spoke that in him in the name that he gave him and gave Peter the confidence that he needed to grow into that person. That is so good. What I see when you were talking about those stories, the way that they were, and when God changed their names, who they became. And that's Old Testament. In our lives now, how I see that happening is that no matter what your life, what has happened to you up to now, what choices you made, what traumas you experienced, whatever that is, what other people have spoken over you, whatever titles and whatever identity you have carried up to now, if you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you have been washed and made new. And that's the name change. We were made a new creation. And whatever happened, it's gone. It's washed away. You're made new. And I'm getting emotional here just thinking about how amazing that is that we serve a God that washed away all the bad from us and make us a new creation. Yes. And he doesn't want that new creation to be limited by the things that have happened to you in the past. He doesn't want that new creation to be limited by our our own way of thinking. He wants us to live the life that he's created for us. The Bible tells us that God has good plans for our lives. Plans to prosper you and to give you a hope and a future. That's right. So your past is not who you are. Your mistakes is not who you are. Your bad choices, it's not who you are. You have the chance to become new. Yeah. I mean, that's the main message we want to get across today is that you're not limited by your past. You're not any label that people have spoken over you or try to place on you. You're not a victim of circumstances. You're not constrained by, you know, what's happened to you in the past or who you've been in the past, but you get to consistently choose who you're going to be through the lens of how God sees you. And that's really an empowering thing to think about yourself as a son or a daughter of the Most High God. The creator of the universe cares about you and sees you as a son or a daughter. And as parents, like that impacts me more now as a parent than it did before I was a parent. Because now 
it blows me away to think about how much I love my kids and how, how much good I want for them. And to know that doesn't even scratch the surface of the way that God thinks about me and what God wants for my life. It blows my mind too. And it's, it humbles me to think that my mistakes, you know, bad choices of the past, that God doesn't carry that over, that he forgives me and he accepts me as I am, that he knew me because he knows I'm a human. He made me and he knows I'm weak on my own strength. But he doesn't hold that against me. He gives me a new identity. Yes. It's just awesome. So awesome. So we always want to give a call to action or some takeaways or practical steps that you, you know, implement whatever the topic is that we're, we're talking about. And with this topic on identity, we wanted to give you some, something that you can take away to help you nail down what your own identity is. And again, that starts with reading the Word of God and praying, cultivating your own personal relationship with God, because that's the lens that we need to view our own lives through. Once we have that lens to view, what we like to do is an exercise called Ideal You. We've got a list of questions, and we'll throw them in the show notes for you um, so you'll have them to reference. Ask yourself questions like, what does the Ideal You value? What does the Ideal You believe? What attitude does the ideal you carry? How does the ideal you behave? What habits and disciplines does the ideal you demonstrate? And what is the ideal you known for? What kind of reputation do they have? So thinking about yourself from the perspective of God has created me uniquely for a purpose. I'm the son of son or daughter of the Most High God. I'm here for a purpose. If I'm going to fulfill the purpose that God has given for me, what is the optimal identity that I can carry? Who, who is that? That is your ideal you. And so answering, starting to answer some of these questions again that we're going to throw down in the show notes will help you to identify what that ideal you is. And that ideal you can become the way that you identify yourself. I wanted to add to that because I have struggled with questions like that. And those are hard questions for you. It's the first time you're ever answering that or thinking about anything like that. Just give yourself time. Ask yourself and nothing coming up. Just step away and come back later on and just continue to ask yourself. Like we're, we're bringing awareness for things in your life that you should be thinking about. You should start asking yourself And if that's all new, it might take a little bit of time. So just give yourself grace and continue to do the work. You get there. Yeah, and we invite you to, again, connect with us on our social media platforms. We're on Instagram and Facebook. And if you have questions or if you need some guidance, we're happy to connect with you there as well. But once you've done that, once you've gone through those questions and started to identify that ideal you, Uh, One thing that we recommend that everybody does is write down some I am statements that align with the word of God and your ideal you statements to remind yourself of who you are. And then speak these I am statements over yourself daily until they become a part of the way that you identify yourself by default. Yes, because remember, Christ will give you a new identity, but we are still humans. 
and your ways of living might might take a little bit of work for you to practice and grow the muscle and get into the new habit and the new way that you want to live. So continue the I am statements are very important to be reminding yourself of who you are and who you choose to be every day. Yeah. So that's going to wrap it up for this episode. I hope you got some value out of this understanding that how you see yourself will determine how far you go in life. The way our pastor, Pastor Keith, says it is you'll never rise above the way that you see yourself. So I hope this will help you to see yourself better and to grow alongside us as we continue. I think this is a great foundational topic of identity. I think is a really great topic to start with. We hope to see you again next week. Yes. See you next time. Thank you for joining us. We appreciate you being here. If you enjoyed this episode, please review, like, subscribe, and share it with someone you think would benefit from it. You can also connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. Just search for Legacy-Minded Leadership on your preferred platform. You can also email us directly at LegacyMindedLeadership at gmail.com if you have any questions or if you're interested in learning more about individual coaching with me or Maria. Until next time, stay focused on your purpose and remember that God loves you and he has great plans for your life.